Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Deserve To Be? Um, as most of you are aware, it's World uh, Mental Health Day today. Um, and I like to cover all various sides of mental health. And today's topic is something that is completely new to me and something that I'm looking forward to learning about on, on today's show um, and to share her story about that side of it and what she does to help people. Um, please welcome Nikki Steele. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me, Dana. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, glorious, beautiful day. It looks like it's nice there, looking through the, the holes yeah. in your... <laughs> yeah, it's always sunny here. Yeah. <laughs> Dubai, yeah. it's just hot or hotter. That's yes. it. That's your, that's your Never, nothing in the middle. Nothing in the middle. <laughs> um, brilliant. So, yeah, if you want to start by say, just telling us a bit about yourself. All right. So I am very obviously Scottish. Um, I've been out of Scotland now for 15 years. Ran a, a salon in Jakarta, Indonesia, for seven of those years. Um, so I was a hairdresser by trade. We then relocated to Montenegro, which if you've never been, you must go and visit. It's beautiful. And we had six years there. Um, and it was during that time that we had a little boy. So that was in 2017. And then we've spent the last two years here in Dubai. Um, so I have down tools. The hairdressing scissors have been put down and replaced by helping families navigate parenthood. Um, Instagram likes to show us that it's a walk in the park, but some of us know differently and we all need a bit of support, right? Um, so when I had my son, at the time I was 41, we lived in a beautiful place, we had a great marriage, still do, thankfully, you know, we had no stresses, there was nothing that would indicate that there would be any massive challenges, we had our expectations, we'll be tired, you know, we'll have to work our way around it, but really I wasn't prepared for you know the the impact that postpartum depression would have and not only on me you know as a birth mother also on my husband you know he was also getting used to being a new dad he had to go to work he was the main financial you know breadwinner and then he was coming home to a wife who was on some days pretty broken um and that's tough that's tough for the other people that are involved. It lasted for around 18 months because I think I did what most people do and I tried to push it down. And I tried to just work around it. And of course, it wasn't all bad. So when things were, were great, they were great. And you think, okay, we're out of the woods. <clears throat> that dark cloud would come back over again. You know, and it, it got to a point, I guess, where I was shouting at my husband, you know, like, what am I supposed to do here? And and so many things that I would say, my narrative at that time, you know, I would say to my husband, I don't like myself very much. So coming from someone who was always pretty confident and, you know, that was hard. 
Um, so finally, I did accept that I needed some support. I wasn't talking to family and friends as much as I could have or should have. Again, I think a lot of us hide from that because we don't want to be judged as not coping. We don't necessarily want opinions or advice. You know, we just we just want the dark cloud to go away. And it was a two-day retreat that was being ran by a friend of mine at the time she was coaching. And I used to always say to her, you know, don't try and make me zen. I used to think life coaching was a nonsense. Um, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> and she she did the most simple thing. And this, I think this is very important in all aspects of mental health. We keep looking for big, dramatic breakthroughs. And very often it's not. Very often it's just something that shifted in your mind. And that was what happened for me. And she reminded me to breathe. You know, it was almost as simple as that. I felt like for 18 months I hadn't taken a breath because I was so wound up. And, and what I also want to share, I want to share that for so many people, if they suspect postpartum or postnatal depression, when you go on Google and we self-diagnose, you know, Google doctor, and very often you'll find in the symptoms that you are not connecting or not bonding with your baby. That couldn't be further from the truth for me. And I think now, when, now that I've done the learning and I've done the work and I understand and I've implemented, I now look back and I think, yeah, that was nothing to do with him. He was the catalyst for me to address you know, there had been depression and anxiety previously. And he was the catalyst for really getting a grip on it and saying, okay, what do I have to do to help myself here? And this is the key. We have to get to a point of helping ourselves. You know, we can take guidance and support, but you've got to be open to taking that. And you have to realise that you cannot keep doing the same things and expect a result just because you've pulled that support in you know it's like when you go to the gym and you say to the guy I want to lose 10 kilos and he starts squatting for you that's not how it works right that's not I wish it did <laughs> but it's not and it's the same when it comes to this support surrounding any mental health is that you have to be open to taking a bit from your coach or your doctor or whoever it is you're talking to, but you've got to implement, you know? And for me, I have maintained everything that I do within my, my business as a coach. It's simple, it's sustainable, it's easy to implement steps. And it's not the big one breakthrough, it's all small parts that then create a jigsaw puzzle that's unique to you. You know, because we're all different. What works for me or for you is not necessarily going to work for someone else. So this is the point is that you have to be open, but you have to create something that supports you. And that's what I've done. Um, so that's, you know, in the last three years now. And the difference in so many aspects of my life, it, it's crazy. You know, so that, that two-day retreat 
changed the trajectory of my personal life and my professional life, you know? So, and I'm in that rabbit hole now. I just want to learn. I just want to know more and find more ways and how I can support people and raise this awareness, you know, that they don't have to hide. They don't have to look at Instagram and compare. You know, they say comparison is the thief of joy, right? Yeah. It's true. Oh, it definitely is. It's um, social media is that's the dark side of social media. I believe it's mm-hmm. social media is good in so many ways for other things, but that is the one big dark side of social media where people are so when they're stuck in that rut mm-hmm. is when they're at the weakest and they find themselves comparing themselves to others mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. and. I think that's when you kind of need to get some sort of, you know, it's difficult, some sort of self-control and block or remove social media off your phone so you're not yeah. going on and comparing. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, be selective as yeah. to what you follow because you're right, it's it's a double-edged mm. sword. I, I think um, the resources out there are insane. You know, it's great that we have all this at our fingertips, but you've got to be selective. You've got to look at what you're following, who you're following, and be aware of that external stimulus, you know, and how much time are you are you putting into it? And what are you not seeing around you anymore because you've got your head in your phone? You know, one of my, my practices that I really advocate for is my morning routine. And part of that is going out for a walk with a dog and I leave the phone at home. That's, it's non-negotiable. These are the things you've got to make commitments to yourself, you know, because what you're doing is you are creating neuroplasticity. When you build good habits and start being aware and stopping some of your bad habits, your brain actually rewires in line with what you're doing. This stuff is super cool. Like, you know, it it gets all matrix and quantum physics, but it is what it is. But it is one of the things I leave the phone at home when I go out in the morning and just look around me, keep my head up, say good morning to people. We seem to have lost some of the interaction, you know, because people have got their head down and they're on their phone or they don't have eye contact, they don't say good morning. And it's one of my things. And I've got a really nice wee story. So in this community, when I go out walking, there's a couple who I often see and they always say, good morning. They're just gorgeous. And as we walk past each other, the gentleman will always say to me, God bless you. Right Now, I'm not religious, but it's the intent behind what he's saying. Right? What he's saying is, have a great day. I hope everything's all right. And it just me, it gives me this wee boost. And I often look for them in the morning because it's almost like my little hit now. You know, I'm like, <laughs> where's my God bless you today as I crack yeah. on? But that's all it is, is that energy yeah. and that, you know, interaction with other people that can make the difference between feeling isolated and alone and feeling like, okay, no, the, the world's okay. There are some decent people out there, you know? Yeah. And for you as a contribution, if you're the one saying good morning, God bless you, well, you're out, you know, shining your light. We all need that. You know, we all need it. Um, so community is important. And I think particularly surrounding postpartum, which is what we're talking about, you've got to find a community. You've got to get yeah. some support. 
in there and whether that is and if you're at home and you have family and friends around you you know utilize that if you don't have that proximity you know i've been overseas as i said for 15 years so yes i've got some lovely friends but it's not my mom you know i didn't have my mom there and uh-huh. that's difference not having that proximity so again double-edged sword because we do have video calls now we have access to each other you know but you find your tribe and whatever way that works whether it's a social media page or you know a facebook group but make sure you've got people who are going through the same thing i am part of a whatsapp group here that I've had to silence because it's just constant, but it's just all mums and their babies. And it's like, my baby just did this, is this normal? I think it's amazing. You know, it's a really good platform. And I see it, I'm bearing witness to all these mums having each other's backs. You know, it's lovely. Mm. It's lovely. And that's, I think it's really important. Um, So don't be like me, don't be a stubborn mare where it's like, I've got this, I've got this. No, we need support, we need people, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's the support there I learned that from yeah for me obviously it wasn't postpartum postnatal depression but with that community and that closeness with family it's very much the same in all yeah. aspects of mental health it's all, it's all very Absolutely. much the same um, but then going back to your experience what would you say to anyone that's listening that are becoming new parents and the partner is noticing a difference in his in his wife and his girlfriend that he thinks could be what she, what you're going through but he's not 100% sure what sort of side of symptoms and that could he, they look helpful so you know there's so for both parties obviously your mm. your lack of sleep is is a given you know you've got a new baby there's a lack of sleep but it's just behaviors and emotions you know so when this started for me it was as soon as I had Archie and my wee boy but given our circumstances you know and you are expected to have you know some days maybe a couple of weeks where you feel out of kilter because your hormones that elevate when you're pregnant when you deliver they go you know, so your body physically you're going through it. for a lot of, of mums, you know, if you're a birth mum, whether you've delivered naturally or you've had a C-section, I had a C-section, that is a surgery. And as much as people say you've got to rest, you know, with the best intentions in the world, you've got a new baby. <laughs> it's really tough. Yeah, like yeah. what are you supposed to do? You know, so you end up doing things and pushing yourself through. So I think you know, having a bit of space and creating a bit of time and allowing for, yes, you know, she might not be <laughs> Mary Poppins those first few weeks, all right? So just, you know, a bit of grace. Yeah. But just keep an eye on the emotions and, you know, if it keeps reoccurring and things like, so I have always been pretty obsessive about my house and having it clean and tidy. I think I like laser focused on that and almost where, you know, the baby would sleep through the day, he would have his naps, but I wouldn't because I was trying to get all this stuff done. And I think that for anybody, whether you're pregnant, you're thinking about getting pregnant, you've just had a baby, you're going to have a baby, 
do some personal development because that is what is at the heart of it all. You know, we all have, so a lot of what I base it on, we all have six human needs. If those needs in some variation are not being met, this is what throws us out. Okay, so like Marissa Peer, she'll say that there's three causes of anxiety, depression. And we've just spoken about one of them, tribe, right? So that's your loving connection, it's your people. You know, that goes back to the beginning of mankind. You know, that is a given. So even when you're a loner and you think you like your own time, I love my own company, but you still need your tribe. So make sure you're selective with who you have. The other one that she says is not following your heart's desire. So if you're in a situation, whether you're living somewhere you don't want to live or you are working in a career that you absolutely hate, something has to be jiggled around there. And the other one that she talks about is a negative self-talk. And we've all got it, you know. Um, that was probably one of the worst ones for me. Because as I said earlier, when I had my son, it wasn't that I didn't connect with him. What it did was make me feel like I wasn't good enough to be his mom. You know, I had this perfect little boy and I just wanted to be the best mom I could ever possibly be. And I didn't feel like I was meeting that expectation. So there was no being kind to myself. There was no, <laughs> all the stuff I've just said, I didn't do any of that. Hence why I got into the state that I did. So that negative voice, you know, that you're not doing it right and you're not good enough. And we've got to be aware of that. So if you're looking at your wife or your partner and, and she's saying things that sound like that, if you're picking up on that negativity, then yeah, jump on a call with someone. You know, reach out. It doesn't have to be her that reaches out. You can reach out too. And we do have so many people out there that will offer, you know, I offer a free consultation. No obligation. But that's your first protocol is giving oxygen to what's going on. You know, speak to your doctor, your healthcare visitor, and raise the questions. They're all equipped. They, it's way more common than is documented. Postpartum depression is way more common because so many people don't report it. It goes undiagnosed, you know, and and it can get dangerous. You know, there's obviously different levels of this, but like any mental health issue, if it's left untreated, it can go into a postpartum psychosis. And we've seen that. We've seen the reports, you know, that are absolutely harrowing and heartbreaking of mothers that have taken their own lives and that of their child. That's postpartum psychosis, you know. But again, with intervention, can be treated. The medical world can treat you, you know. So it's just like you say, identifying. If something doesn't seem right, that's your gut telling you. Check it out. You've nothing to lose. If everything's sweet, then it's okay. But to me, I think that it all comes from doing that little bit of personal development and understanding yourselves better as to how it plays out, you know, because the babies, we kind of know, you've got to change their bums, you've got to feed them, you've got to give them loads of cuddles, right? It's, we know, and that, I think that's what it is, is that we all go, how hard can it be? You know, we're all great parents till we have kids. 
<laughs> you know, I actually did a post recently and I was like, you know, I was a great parent when I had my hypothetical child and, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. true. It's yeah, true. yeah, 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 um, yeah, definitely. It's my daughter's 13. So when she was born, I was, I was scared as well. I was petrified yeah. thinking, my God. Yeah, obviously it was going to be amazing. I'm going to be a dad. It's going to be absolutely amazing. It's yeah. going to be my biggest achievement in my, in my life and anyone's yeah. life is their biggest yeah. achievement is bringing a bringing a small person into the world. Yeah. But it's amazing how your instincts kick dick kick in when you do become a parent, um, and that belief, that sort of self belief as well, isn't it? It kind of Mm-hmm. your voice is your own worst enemy like you can switch yeah. off from the outside world and the outside noises but the worst noise is the one in your own head and head, being absolutely. able to switch off from that is the most difficult thing you can do and like I, I've said so many times before being able to especially with just having a baby it's the pressure it puts on your body physically and mentally it's it's unreal and uh my daughter's mum had to have an emergency c-section and um so it was difficult it was difficult uh 40 hours until she was born um and the stress and the pressure that she got put under and she was in hospital for a week after she was she was born she was still in there for a week um she got home she was knackered she was tired which is completely understandable um but like you said you were rushing around and doing the housework and stuff like that and yeah and you just try and carry on as you, you did do before. yeah yeah um, you know and this is the thing where I, I get i get a real thing about this so you know there's nothing that's going to shift your foundations in your family unit is bringing a new child in now this applies if you're a foster parent adoptive parent you know a step parent the dynamics shift so without addressing those dynamics, then you're going to come into conflict or challenges, right? So this is just about organising it. Um, but, it, it, you know, when you bring that baby home and like you say, you're cracking on and trying to get everything done. I nearly moved into the hospital. <laughs> I was first <laughs> <laughs> I think I was there almost a week as well. Yeah. You know, but you do, you have this, this desire to just crack on as you did. And then you're looking at things about bouncing back. I've I've heard friends say it, you know, I'm having a baby, but it won't change anything because I'll go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of chat about going back to pre-baby weight, right? There's a lot of pressure for that. Your body's completely changed. My feet are a size bigger than they were before I was pregnant. Uh-huh. And they've remained at yeah. that, right? So there's shifts in yeah. your in your physical body. So I try and say to people, can we embrace evolving? Can we actually, you know, welcome the fact that, yes, your world's kind of turned on its head, but it's good. It's time for a shift. You're not going back to who you were before because you've actually got this new person. So you're not there anymore. There can be aspects, but you will find that you go into conflict with yourself because you're like, right, well, I'm just going to keep partying and I'll keep doing X, Y, Z. But it doesn't sustain when that shifts happen. So you need to make it unique to your family dynamics. Everyone's completely different, you know. And a lot of things have changed for me, not only because I became a mum, but because I did the personal development. 
So there are many shifts there that are purely things that I needed to look at. And it all comes down to our habits. We're all habitual. We've all got good and bad habits. And it's scratching that surface and going, okay, well, what do I do here? How does this make me feel? You know, and there's so many layers to this. And as I said earlier, when you get into all these layers and you create your jigsaw, you go, oh, okay. And it's not about eradicating bad days or what we term as negative emotions. You know, it's that's BS. We need to embrace all of them. They're telling us something, you know. Mm. I, at the weekend, had a complete meltdown. It was like a real purge, like proper tears. It was great because the next day I got up and I got back into my wee routine that I've created, my morning routine. And I used to apologise for that. There was a time when I, I'm too sensitive, sorry. You know, I'm too emotional, sorry. And I don't apologise for that anymore because it's exactly who I am. And it's actually healthy to get all that stuff out. You know, part of what affects our mental health is because we don't. <laughs> we keep it all in there and then it just goes round, right? We create stories. So it's getting the stories out so that we can just untangle them, you know? You're more or less getting rid of the bad energy and then rebooting and going again the next day which is the same in any aspect of there's no harm in having a cry and having a you know what i mean just lying on the sofa and just falling apart for a few hours and then yeah get rid of that bad energy and then get going again and would you say like with self-development would you say that they always say sleep when the baby sleeps do you think that's true you think that's the best way to I think if you can, I think because you need to recharge and I think a lot of us try and go against that because we're trying to prove something. Mm. Now, there's that and there's, you know, there's the fact that things still need done. And Mm. this is where preparation comes in and utilising some help. When you're in the midst of these times where it feels a bit darker or a bit more challenging, we tend to forget that it's temporary. Everything's temporary, but we feel that that is it. You know, and this is where the preparation, I love to talk to to people when they're about to start their family and I can say, look, consider these things because I think if you have that knowledge, if you have that awareness, it can really help. So it's looking at things like doing some meal preps ahead of time, you know, sorting out who does what in the household. Because often you'll hear hear mums saying, I don't get him up through the night because he's been at his work all day. And it's like, yeah, what were you doing all day? Like, that's not how it works. This is our, everybody is in, all hands on deck. My son would go up through the night and my husband would get up with him, you know, so that I could get an hour. We used to do like a shift rotation. Now, obviously that depends on the feeding. He was being bottle fed. You know, I was expressing and we were feeding him with a bottle. So we could do that. It's trickier if you're breastfeeding, obviously. You know, you guys are good and you help, and but there's certain things that <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, what about through the day? Then you take a shift. You know, you it's supporting each other, but it's creating a plan. Make a plan. You know, and we all go, oh, you just wing it. Don't wing it. Stop <laughs> <laughs> winging it. Get that support. If you can outsource for a while, you know, depending on your financial situation, if you can afford to bring a cleaner in twice a week to reduce some of that, whatever it looks like for you, 
create a plan and just have it month to month because it changes all the time. You know, there'll be a time when perhaps they don't sleep so much and their teeth are coming in. And, you know, there's all these different stages, but it's all temporary. And then before you know it, they're five. And you go, what just happened? <laughs> How did I become a coach? <laughs> What's, where's my hairdressing system? You know, that is sometimes how it feels. It just goes like that. But at the time, you feel like you're never getting out of it. You know, and we know that you and I have spoken about this. When you're in a dark space, it's tough to remember that there's light. You know, we've and but that is why we need these tools and these practices. And that is partly my thing when I say that I embrace the bad days because it's like, okay, I've either been pushing too hard work-wise, I'm tired, maybe I need to give myself more grace with something else. But when you create an awareness of your behaviours, your emotions and what your triggers are, then you can navigate them better. You don't need to get rid of them. You just need to understand that you can navigate them and that tomorrow is a different day. You know, um, and that you're not alone and that there is support and that everybody on Instagram are not twinning with their matching no. out. And they, they're no, they're no. no. That's just highlights. No. It's like on a movie, you know, when you see the trailer for a movie no. and they just show you the really impact, powerful no. bits, bring you in. That's what social media is. People are showing no. you the good bits. It's the highlight. Yeah. Or it's the other ones. You know, some of them drive me a bit nuts as well, though, because there are the ones who go down the route of they want to show raw emotion. There's something disturbing to me, though, when you are in the midst of having a moment, right, and you're breaking your heart and you're maybe having a good old cry. It never occurs to me in those moments to lift my phone and record myself doing it. Uh, yeah. And I sometimes, so there's like the two ends where I go, I, I, you're going past authenticity here and actually utilizing it as a tool to get more followers. I don't like it. There, I've said it. I've said it out loud on a podcast. <laughs> you know, and it's not because I'm saying you should hide it. But what I'm saying is, there was a woman filming herself and her son, right? And, and she got busted. She didn't edit it properly. It was terrible. It was actually horrible. I've seen it on something. Um, and her, I think their wee dog had passed away. So the wee boy is breaking his heart, understandably. But she was setting up her camera and fixing her hair and then turning on the tears. And it was like, wow, you're actually staging this emotion during this circumstance. But your kid is genuinely breaking his wow. heart, utilising this situation. That kind of stuff, I think, is that. And I think they need to do my course because there's some personal development required. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah. So, yes, That's you've right. got to be really aware on your social media and all, all the things you surround yourself with. I found a complete transition, and I wasn't aware of this happening, of what I read, what I listened to, and what I watched. Right now, I used to listen to, and I still love them, but Damien Rice and real kind of, you know, Anthony and the Johnsons, a bit darker. And I would read books about, you know, the next door neighbor murdering his wife or his lover. Or I, I would call them domestic thrillers. I used to love a domestic thriller. <laughs> and I would watch the same kind of stuff on TV, right? 
And then over time, I went to put a music one day and I went to stick on Damien Rice or whatever it was. And I went, oh God, no, it's completely shifted. What I read now is different. So then you become aware of, okay, my external stimulants have a massive impact and you're not always even aware of it. It's not always your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is taking this stuff in, you know? So now when I'm doing the housework in the morning or whatever it is, I tend to listen to either music, like I've made playlists, upbeat, or I listen to podcasts because then you're getting a bit of, you know, either it's something that's challenging and exciting for you or it's funny, you know, like anything that is creating the right kind of reactions, you know, and especially when you're a new parent and you don't have much time to sit and maybe read, this is where your audio kicks in and podcasts are brilliant because then you can pop them on and you're still feeding your subconscious mind. You might not be completely aware because you're tired and a bit stressed out what it's going in. So utilise those, you know. Um, get your information, your good knowledge. Definitely. I totally agree. And I think that's a, a great way to to end today's episode is getting the good energy, get rid of bad energy yeah. and get rid of all the knowledge and bring all the knowledge in you can, whatever yeah. way it is, um, and stop comparing yourselves to the mums that have got their pre-baby bodies back because nine out of ten times, that is a filter on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's because that's the way they filter. are. It's not someone, you. Yeah. Someone put a filter on me. I, I was at an event, a networking event, and there's photos that get taken and they get put on social yeah. media, and it's fine. And then I looked at the photo and I thought, what's wrong with my face? And I've zoomed in and they've put a filter on, right? And it, I look like a cartoon character. And I shared it. I put it up on my yeah. social media. I'm like, here's the filter. Here's the real deal. You know, so yes, you've got to be aware of all these things. Yeah, I don't do it because I'm scared that if I meet people <laughs> in the supermarket, they go, oh, yeah, what is that what you look like? <laughs> so I like to have it all yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. What you see what you get. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story you. and everything you do and your knowledge i'm sure there's i've learned definitely something new today and i'm sure a lot of listeners here will uh, take a lot from that so yeah. thank you very much again and yeah, as per usual i'll leave my guests my listeners with uh one question and that's who do you deserve to be and uh yeah go and get that person uh you deserve to be whoever you want to be so thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Sam. Thank you.